Taiwan confirmed 23 local cases of COVID on Friday, the most in a single day so far this year. Ten of the new cases were reported from Kaohsiung. The CECC warned that the virus has spread quickly in the southern port city, stemming from a family whose infection source is still unclear. Over in Taoyuan, the epicenter of the national outbreak, a new cluster infection was detected at a free trade zone near the airport. Taoyuan alone reported 10 new cases on Friday, including an airport cleaner. Another case was a woman who had been caring for a hospital patient. Her CT value was high at 37.1, indicating an old infection. Other cases included a child who had dined at Zhongli's Tasty Steakhouse, a teacher, and six people employed at Taoyuan's Far Glory Free Trade Zone. These cases were found in one company inside the special economic zone. Two of them, cases 18219 and 18220, are migrant workers. They had dined at the Tasty Steakhouse on January 9th. Also on Friday, the CECC shed new light on the case of a Shinju family diagnosed earlier this week. The family's source of infection had been unidentified, but according to the results of genetic sequencing, the father's strain of Omicron matches that of the Union Bank cluster. A family friend may have been infected at IKEA when crossing paths with cases 17670 and 17772. The virus may have been passed from the friend, case 18082, to the father, case 18060. Taipei reported three new cases, while Kaohsiung added 10 to its COVID count. All 10 in Kaohsiung were contacts of a man diagnosed the day before. Yesterday, a large-scale epidemic investigation was launched to gather more information. Two chains of transmission have emerged among the man's contacts. The first involves his work. On a transport ship that he took out to sea, two infected employees were detected, cases 18186 and 18187. There were another five cases who are employees of a different company. They are engineering and maintenance personnel who had contact with him in connection to his work. The other chain of transmission is centered elsewhere. He went to see a doctor on January 19th. Three people he came into contact with at the clinic were infected. They are cases 18216, 18217, and 18218. Taiwan reported 23 local cases on Friday, setting a new record since mid-December. Even so, the CECC has been able to link the Shinju family to the wider outbreak, resolving one of the epidemic's most worrying mysteries. There's about 12 hours left if you want to book a shot in the 20th vaccination round. Appointments can be made online until noon on Saturday. The CECC said Friday that Moderna is now fully booked, but that other brands are still available. Regarding the situation with the 20th vaccination round, as of 1 p.m. today, 954,000 doses out of a total of 1.19 million doses have been booked. That is nearly 80 percent of available shots. AstraZeneca bookings are at about 30 percent of available shots. Pfizer bookings are at about 73 percent, and Moderna shots are all booked up. 
Bookings for the Medigen vaccine are at 63%. As for where you can still book vaccinations, for example, for AZ or Pfizer, currently there are bookings available in all cities, counties, and special municipalities. If anyone wants to book a shot of AstraZeneca or Pfizer, they can do so through the 1922 platform. On Friday, a new shipment of the Pfizer vaccine arrived at the Taoyuan Airport. This delivery comprised 994,500 doses donated by TSMC, Honghai and the Tsuji Foundation. The three groups have ordered 15 million doses in total for donation. With Friday's shipment, 14.33 million doses have now been received. Here in Taiwan, the Omicron COVID variant has fueled a surge of domestic cases. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang spoke to virologist Shi Xingru to get the latest on this fast-spreading variant. The Omicron variant has ravaged the globe since it was first identified in South Africa last November. Virologist Shi Xingru says Omicron is a variant of concern due to its increased transmissibility. The transmission rate of Omicron is higher. Although the disease it caused seems milder, WHO still consider this mutant virus as a variant of concern because the definition is based on either the virus can spread more easily or the virus can cause more severe disease. So this is why people concern about this variant. But although Omicron is highly transmissible, its hospitalization rate and mortality rate are lower than that of Delta or other strains. She says that the reason Omicron is less severe than other variants is because it replicates in the upper respiratory tract rather than in the lungs. The good thing for Omicron is that although so many people get infected shortly, but indeed the hospitalization rate and mortality rate are lower than that of Delta or other variants of concern. And also several studies from different groups demonstrated that Omicron prefer to replicate in the upper respiratory tract rather than in the lung indicating that direct pneumonia caused by the virus is real. This is a strong evidence that Omicron is less virulent. Shi is the head of Chang'an University's Research Center for Emerging Viral Infections. Recently, her team had a research breakthrough that could pave the way to a new COVID treatment. The all group identified two mechanisms, which is um, important for viral replication, and we believe uh, which can be um, as a, a base to develop novel antivirus. Um, besides spontaneous mutation, recombination plays a very important role for virus to get mutated and survive. And we uh, find out the um, novel mechanism that can inhibit viral recombination. So this is one of the target. We identify several genes that are important for um, viral replication, such as ACSL4. Therefore, we use the inhibitors and can inhibit uh, viral replication, not only for SARS-CoV-2, but also for other antivirus. And we believe um, this is very promising, and we hope can um, go further uh, for uh, to the industry and can become clinical available drugs in the future. She says that vaccines and antiviral drugs are equally important in curbing the spread of the virus. Variants emerged, so we know the uh, vaccine cannot solve all the problem. Therefore, antivirus is very important. And now we have several antivirus available around the world, such as Pfizer or Merck. They have uh, several promising antivirus and has been approved by EUA.
but scientists still need to put efforts on uh, developing new antivirus. She urges the public to get tested for COVID if they have symptoms and to continue to wear masks, social distance, and wash their hands. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Song Shuhui in Taipei. With the Lunar New Year approaching, President Tsai Ing-wen made a visit to troops in Taitung County, the vanguard of Taiwan's air defense. In a speech, she exhorted the troops to hold the line against the PLA during the coming holiday. President Tsai also went on a tour of the Taitung Zhihang Air Base, where she inspected safety upgrades to a fleet of F-5 fighters. This M60A3 battle tank fitted with .5 caliber guns rolls out to counter a mock enemy invasion. On Friday, the Army's Taidong Regional Command conducted an anti-airborne attack drill where troops put their training to the test. Ahead of Spring Festival, President Tsai Ing-wen has set off to visit troops nationwide. On her first stop, she presented a red envelope at a Taidong Army base. She also inspected operations at the Taidong Zhihang Air Base, which forms the vanguard of the nation's air defense. The Taidong Zhihang Air Base is the only wing of the Air Force that carries F-5Es. The F-5E fighter jet has been involved in multiple recent crashes. To improve their safety, the military has earmarked 600 million NT to install Martin Baker MK-16 ejection seats. The base is also home to the domestically produced Brave Eagle advanced jet trainer. During her tour of inspection, President Tsai had some words of reminder for the troops. This mission, I bring it up every year and I ask everyone to fulfill it. If you must be on duty over the Lunar New Year holiday, you should give your family a call to say hello. If you are able to celebrate the festival with your family, then spend that time keeping them company. A new year is upon us and we will continue to improve ourselves and tackle our challenges with the vitality of a tiger. We will be just like our F-5 fighters with the tiger totem on the tail. We will bravely and tenaciously continue to guard our airspace. Ahead of the national holiday, President Tsai exhorted the troops to hold the line to safeguard their homeland. The U.S. is working to speed up the delivery of X-16 fighter jets to help Taiwan counter the Chinese threat. That's according to sources who spoke to Reuters. According to a Reuters report, Taiwan had asked the U.S. to fast-track its F-16 order, which is due in 2026. The U.S. is looking for ways to fulfill the request but has not yet devised a solution, according to sources. Commenting on the development, a retired Taiwan Air Force officer said the sooner the jets are delivered, the better. But he said Taiwan's main problem is not the lack of jets, but the shortage of qualified pilots. In a recent report, Reuters wrote that Taiwan has asked the U.S. to expedite the delivery of F-16s amid rising cross-strait tensions. According to the report, the U.S. is seeking ways to fulfill the request. A retired ROC Air Force officer said the sooner the jets are received, the better, but that the Air Force's problem lies elsewhere. New jets are coming in, but pilot staffing isn't keeping pace. If we can't get personnel fast enough, then logistics and maintenance issues also become a problem. There is also a second problem. We currently have 141 F-16Vs that are being upgraded. We don't want to be waiting on parts for these jets. If we are waiting on parts, then we will find ourselves dismantling other aircraft to upgrade these aircraft. Our maintenance and upgrading capabilities should be strengthened and logistics improved. 
Retired officer Zhang Yanting also spoke on the recent fatal accident involving pilot Chen Yi. He said that Chen had just over 60 hours flight time with the F-16 at the time of his accident, averaging three hours per month in the jet, far below the standard training time. Whenever the PLA enters Taiwan's air defense zone, pilots are deployed to the southwest area of the zone where the incursions occur. China's constant incursions have left little time to train inexperienced pilots, he said, adding that solving the issue was a priority. He noted that the U.S. has been conducting anti-submarine exercises in the South China Sea, despite protests over the drills from China. He believes the U.S. hopes to divert China's attention away from the Taiwan Strait. The U.S. has changed up its strategy a bit. It hopes to shift the focus toward the South China Sea. Pressure from China in the Taiwan Strait has been somewhat reduced because China has pivoted to the South China Sea and the Paracel Islands. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a strategy of dispersing forces and attacking the enemy where they're weak, like you see in the ancient Chinese essay, 36 Stratagems. However, from an overall strategic perspective, diversifying military risks like this can be meaningful. Zhang says that with tensions between Russia and the Ukraine heating up, the U.S. is keeping close tabs on the Asia-Pacific so as to prevent China from using geopolitical instability to its advantage. China has reacted with anger to Vice President Lai Qingde's upcoming trip to Honduras. Vice President Lai will visit Honduras this month to attend the country's presidential inauguration. During his visit, he is expected to engage directly with U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris, who will be leading an American delegation. Lai also plans to make a transit stop in California. China lodged a strong protest to the trip on Thursday. We have always opposed the U.S. and Taiwan engaging in official exchanges. We urge the U.S. government to abide by the One China Principle and the three joint communiques to avoid sending the wrong signals to Taiwan independence forces. We are a sovereign, independent nation. As such, our vice president visits our allies as a special envoy of the president. The U.S. is allowing us to transit through its borders as it has done in the past. China should not be pointing fingers and making criticisms. Every time we cross borders, we seize upon the opportunity to expand Taiwan's international space. I think that we will be making all the necessary arrangements and that we will work especially hard toward that goal. I hope that progress will be made at all levels. The DPP lawmaker said it's nearly guaranteed that Lai and Harris will interact directly in Honduras as Taiwan-U.S. relations have reached an all-time high. Have you noticed the inexorable rise of dining alone? A Taichung roast meat restaurant has set up single-person grilling stations to cater to the growing trend of single diners. Traditionally, that kind of restaurant would mainly attract couples or groups. But in Taichung's busy office district, the singleton is more and more ubiquitous. The restaurant aims to give people a relaxed space where they can enjoy their own company. The space fills up with hungry customers every lunch and dinner. But look here, in the singles corner, you can grill your own meat and eat alone. If you burn the meat, nobody will point it out. There are more and more social outsiders and singletons these days. Sometimes I feel lonely, but I think this loneliness is sometimes a joy, too. It feels like being in conversation with myself. 
After you finish work, you can come here and enjoy eating by yourself and have a drink and then go home. And then you feel very relaxed after the whole day. This roast meat restaurant sits near Taichung's seven three development zone, surrounded by a forest of office blocks. There are lots of potential customers in the area with big wallets. Tens of thousands of office workers are flowing past as well, and this is a prime restaurant zone. You don't have to spend big money to get a couple set meal. You can come alone to have a single person's roast. There are screens too, so you don't feel embarrassed. There's a big empty space next to you, so you feel quite safe with the divider screen. The restaurant business is at the mercy of the ebbs and flows of COVID panic. We asked this seasoned restaurateur how to handle the ups and downs of these strange times. He says he's not scared. Separating his customers like this is just like creating social distancing and preventing large gatherings. At the same time, it attracts the singles crowd, killing two birds with one stone. You don't have to be with a friend to go out for a meal. The customer might have suffered a slight today or gotten a prize, so they come here to reward themselves. We want customers to be able to enjoy a little space where they belong to themselves. At first glance, people take out their camera and take a photo for social media. I think the thing is making the arrangement beautiful, so the customer can post photos online, which is a kind of alternative advert or marketing for us. Restaurant owners Zhang Guangzhu and Wang Shengjie have been best friends since high school and studied hospitality in college. Both have many years in the industry, and now they're running a kitchen together. They focus on finding the best possible meat to carve out a space on Taichung's restaurant scene. Schools in northern Taiwan are canceling activities to combat an Omicron-driven COVID surge. Taoyuan's mayor announced Friday that 21 teachers and students have been diagnosed with COVID since the start of the domestic outbreak earlier this month. To keep the virus from spreading further, Taoyuan, Taipei, New Taipei and Xinju have canceled all field trips at the high school level and below. Kaohsiung is asking schools not to take students on trips outside of the municipality. Many schools have also canceled classes and activities over winter break. The cancellations are causing a headache for parents who now have to find ways to keep their kids occupied. Taiwan's fishing industry is kept afloat by migrant workers. Hundreds and thousands of workers from Southeast Asia keep Taiwan's fishing boats on the seas year in, year out. And in Jilong, every year at the Lunar New Year, the Fishermen's Association says thank you with a gift of winter clothes. This year, along with volunteers from a local church, the association presented hundreds of blankets and warm clothes to fishermen from across the port city. A volunteer in a yellow vest helps a migrant fisherman into his new jacket. Fishermen queue up to pick up their gifts. Jilong Fishermen's Association and Rirum Navarum Center have donated these winter goods, including heated clothes, jackets and blankets, to migrant worker fishermen in Badozi. The church is working with the Fishermen's Association. Every year at this time, we give them things to keep off the cold, lots of blankets, socks, vests and underwear, so they can have a good new year just like us. In the past, second-hand clothes were collected, but this year, due to COVID-19, a generous donation has enabled them to buy 300 brand-new blankets, 300 heated vests and 120 jackets. In total, more than 400 fishermen from Badozi, Zhenbing and Shen'el fishing harbors have picked up a New Year winter gift. They come from Southeast Asia. They haven't prepared warm clothes like this. 
winter in Taiwan is colder, so it's hard for them at the harbor. So we're coming to give them things to keep warm through the winter. We want to give everyone's gifts directly into the hands of migrant workers so they can feel our respect for them. It's also a way to maintain their dignity so they receive it as a gift and not as an act of charity. These fishermen have come a long way from home to make a living in Taiwan's fishing industry. Without them, Taiwan's fisheries would be in dire straits. For these Jilong volunteers, offering a gift to say Happy New Year comes naturally. A cloud system from southern China has brought bands of heavy moisture across Taiwan. At the central mountain range of Hehuanshan, early morning snowfall gave tourists a delight. In northern Taiwan, continual showers made for a messy commute. Forecasters say that rain is in the cards for the rest of the week as the moist cloud system slowly transits over the island. Snow falls steadily over the mountain, bringing delight to tourists. Increased moisture and northeasterly winds delivered snow to Hehuanshan at 6 o'clock in the morning. It first fell intermittently, then in a rush after 9 o'clock, creating a winter wonderland. The Uling Pass and Songshui Lodge were blanketed in white. Over the flatlands of Taiwan, damp weather made for a gloomy end of the week. Long showers drenched the north and northeast, while central and southern Taiwan were hit by brief bursts. Rains are expected through to next Monday. The front will gradually pass on Sunday. There will be brief, localized rainfall across the country. After Monday, the northeasterly winds will strengthen and atmospheric moisture will decrease. Forecasters say heavy rain will last for four days until next Tuesday. Fair weather is in the cards for next Wednesday and Thursday. Precipitation will still be heavy next Monday. In regions north of central Taiwan and along the east coast, you can still expect sporadic rainfall. But by next Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, the rains should ease. Another cold front is due to strike on January 30th, or the day before Lunar New Year's Eve. Forecasters say it's too early to determine the front's intensity, but they warn that Taiwan should brace for a chilly spring festival.